This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Set me free. Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here. Welcome back. It is February 2021. And as many of you know, I moved to Arizona, me and my family, last summer. And we moved in here, and the, they said they had a record on number of days, more than 110 degrees. And and uh, so that's the Arizona I always pictured. This last week, it's been in the 40s and raining, and I'm not used to that. And even snow in the mountains, not far away from the greater Phoenix area. So that's been kind of fun to watch. And and I might, so my family's seeing that there's more to Arizona than just the heat, and it's really beautiful here when um, the rain's cleaned everything out and the sky is crystal clear. And so you ought to come by sometime. So I want to start today by talking a bit about Ravi Zacharias. I was thinking about his situation, and I've talked about him a couple times where it came out that he uh, had been having inappropriate sexual conduct with massage therapists at uh, companies, massage companies he'd owned. This was back 2010, 11, 12, and then 2017, another allegation came out of a woman um, that he had been making inappropriate advances, and Ravi Zacharias Ministries came out at it publicly and said, yeah, this is all true, and we're grieved. And, and I was thinking about that, so obviously this is a very devastating thing to those of us who loved him. But I was also thinking, I wonder if he had somebody that he could talk to who he could open his guts up from a heart level and say, you know what, I'm struggling with lust. And I'm struggling with these things. And in my experience has been there's a lot of leaders, pastors in Christian ministry or churches that don't have that. And that's very destructive to the church. And I was talking to a guy who'd been a pastor, I think, for around 10 or 20 years. I don't remember. And lifelong struggle with pornography. And he told me that he tried to open up with somebody in the church once, a long time ago, years ago. And they basically shunned him. And that was it. After that, he... He's like, I'm not going to go there again. And so he came to me for help and knowing that I would be a safe person because of what we do in all the videos where I share my story. And so this is one thing I want to emphasize. That this is one of the great fault lines in our church of today, where the surveys are showing that 85 to 90 percent of American Christians are isolated. And it's not just Americans, it's others across the pond in Europe and in Asia and and when I go and speak, 
I'll ask people to raise their hand if they meet with another brother or sister once a week, every week, and usually 15% put their hands up. So we've groomed our people to be isolated. We haven't really challenged them to break free from that. And part of it is our Christian culture where we sit at church and it's a really, basically a really big Sunday school service and we watch and we go home. So I really want to challenge you, each one of you who are listening to this, do not sit there in isolation. And this may seem like a, an easy, you know, what's the big deal? But isolation feeds porn addiction and it feeds fear and shame and a lot of other sins. And if you're sitting there in isolation, at some level you're living your Christian life in the flesh. And that's not the way we're meant to live our lives. James 5.16, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. That's the way the Christian life is meant to be lived. And what I want to get into today is what I'm calling this episode is Action Steps to Freedom, Part 1. And we have an eight-week course for men, and it's... Action Steps to Freedom, and, and what it is is we get anywhere from two to six men in a group, and then we pair up each guy into groups of two. So you each, each, each guy has his own support and prayer partner who he's going to be working assignments with every week. Every week they're given anywhere from four to five assignments to work on average. And this course is very powerful because part of the damage that porn or any kind of sexual sin does is it basically train wrecks the character. A lot of men have this idea that if you can just help me to stop acting out, um, you know, help me to stop looking at pornography or whatever it is, then I'm good. But what they don't realize is it's affected their entire character. So it's not, we're not just talking about stopping looking. We're talking about a character overall here. And, and that's what this course is really built around and designed to do. And then what happens is during the week, you and your accountability and support partner are meant to talk every single day. It doesn't have to be a long call every day. It can just be even just, you know, 10 minutes Hey, how you doing? Um, share from your heart where you are, where your marriage is, and then pray for each other. And then some of those assignments you do have to work with your support partner. So this is a fantastic way to jump into the recovery process. And the guys who make it all the way through the eight weeks have seen their lives change, seen their lives transformed, and not just their lives, but also the lives of their marriage. Because what we do is we integrate the man's healing with his wife's. And it's really easy to go to a support group and get your 30 and your 60-day coin or, or whatever it is, and then, and then you know, your, your buddies are slapping in your back, and then you go home, and then you look your wife in the eye, and she breaks down sobbing because she didn't sign up for a marriage with a guy who's addicted to pornography, especially not a quote-unquote, you know, Christian guy. That, that wasn't the package that they were expecting. And so where his recovery and where his growth and maturity is really tested is not at the support group. It's at home when he comes to, to greet his wife. And so part of that is learning how to treat her right, to listen to her, to treat her with kindness, and so we weave 
in the action steps course, we weave in assignments for the husband with the wife. And, and that's really the most effective and that's the truest way to gauge your maturity, but also to get you to grow in ways that make a difference. And so there are a lot of programs that may focus on, you know, getting your sobriety and not looking at lust or porn or whatever it is. But um, we go we go a lot deeper than that. And you have to get at the hard issues. And and that that's a big part of our focus. And everything we do is getting to the roots, getting to the hard issues, getting to the core beliefs, helping to realign your character with the God-given role as man of the house that you've been given, the mantle you've been given as a spiritual leader and the priest of your home, as the lover of your wife. And so what I'm going to do today is get into describing some of these course assignments to give you an idea of what this course looks like. And along the way, there will be plenty of meat for us to to dine on in these topics. It'll help you give you an idea what the healing process looks like. So in week one, every man who is in the course has to give a complete sexual history to his wife. And this is a this is not an easy thing. It's a real tough one. And I had to do it with my wife back in 1991 when I I had we'd been married a year and a half, and I'd been binging on porn daily at least once a day, and then and then blew our marriage up when I had sex with a prostitute in 1991, March of 91. And then I told my wife, and um, she broke down and sobbing. And so there was that is not an easy conversation to have. But you cannot heal, and your wife cannot heal, your marriage cannot heal until everything comes out. And when I say everything, I don't mean every little detail. I don't mean every little, the name of the websites you've looked at. I don't mean getting graphic with descriptions or describing what you were looking at in any way. Because we don't we don't need to draw pictures color, vivid color pictures here. All we need for this is black and white pictures that describe the issue and that's enough. And some men are so tormented by guilt and shame that they make the mistake of giving their wife every little tiny intrinsic detail and all that's doing is cutting the knife deeper. She doesn't need that, but she does need the truth. So if you know, you've been binging for years on pornography once a week, once a month, whatever it is. You know, she needs to have a clear understanding of where you are and and where you've been and what you're doing, what you've been doing. And and the other thing is what, what pornography does, what sexual sin and lust do, is that they drive the man inside of himself. They turn him into uh, somebody who's living in isolation and withdrawal. So the only, one of the most important ways is for all the secrets, all that stuff has to come out and has to come up, and it has to come up with your spouse, and it also has to come up with your brother, the guy you're going to be working the course with. So you share with him and you share with your wife. Um, I don't have the course in front of me, but I believe you share with your buddy first so that he can pray for you and your wife when you have that conversation. And then, again, within the first week, you'll be sharing uh, what your sexual history is with your wife. And you don't want to make a mistake that a lot of men make. 
which is they'll dribble out the truth over months and even years. There are some guys who give their wife a little piece and then another little piece and then another little piece and it, the truth never comes out or if, if it does, it comes out over a long period of time. All you're doing when you're doing that is you're keeping your, her heart torn up and, and she doesn't have a chance to heal. So it's right off the bat, it's critical that we get you started in in the process of healing with destroying and removing all hiding, lying, deceiving, all that. We have to realize that that has to all come to an end. And this, I also want to say that this isn't something you have to do with, and you don't want to do with extended family, um, with others you don't really know or trust that well for now you need to heal and your wife needs to heal so just let's keep it within the support group the course the guy you're working with keep it with with your wife for the moment but don't think you have to start going and telling everyone some guys every once in a while make that mistake and and especially telling extended family is a really big mistake because they're not able to be impartial in most cases and it can cause more damage than good so you want to be very careful with who you tell with this stuff. And then what happens is every week you will have a group conference call with Tim Peterson. He's a fantastic guy. He's a pastor and a psychologist, part of our team, and he's very good at walking uh, broken people, men and women, through to the healing recovery healing recovery process. And he does counseling for us and and um, he's counseled me in some situations, and he's very good. So you'll be in fantastic hands. And so every week, um, all however many there are, sometimes a group of two, four, six, all of you um, make a phone conference call. And then Tim will give you feedback and some guidance on helping you get through maybe some stumbling blocks and some counsel. And, and so this is all designed to help you to move through and to get you through any stumbling blocks. Some ministries and counselors advocate waiting six months, waiting, I should say waiting for the man before the man has six months of abstinence from sexual sin before he tells his wife. And I, I tell you, I disagree with that very firmly, very passionately, because there's a lot of problems with that thought, that, that philosophy. And one is a lot of guys need more than six months to get that first six months of absence. A lot of guys need you know, a year, maybe two years, maybe even three years or more. So what happens? So what you're basically saying is I'm going to keep my marriage on hold for another one to three years or whatever it is, or six months, if, even if you're fortunate enough to jump into it that quick. And I'm going to put her on hold, put my marriage on hold. I'm going to keep lying. I'm going to keep hiding. I'm going to keep pretending I don't have a problem. And all you're doing when you're taking that approach is you're keeping yourself bound up in partial isolation, which is isolation, period. You can't just, it's kind of like there's no such thing as partial obedience. It's either disobedience or obedience. So you're keeping yourself in isolation to an extent. You're keeping the lying there. You're keeping those things embedded in your soul. 
and you are wounding her because most women can sense when their husbands are doing this stuff. They can they can feel in their spirit when something's off. And what we hear is that the wives are you know asking their husbands for months or years or a long time, hey, what's going on here? Something's off. Meanwhile, the husband's heart's getting harder and harder, and he's snappy, critical, and bitter. So the only way to begin to unwind all of this is to start with the truth at the very beginning of the recovery process. And you don't want to put this off. Every every day, every week, month, you put this off. All you're doing is you're adding more pain and more interest that you're compounding to your marriage, and you don't want that. So that's why on the very first week, we have you giving your sexual history to your wife and Part of what we'll help you with is understanding that she will more than likely be, well, she will be very upset, could be crying, could be anger, could be, you don't know what you're going to be dealing with. So the important thing to do is to respond to her with kindness and patience and compassion. And the other thing you want to realize is that this is a process that's going to take years for her to heal. A lot of men make a big mistake uh, I've we hear wives say all the time that my husband keeps saying, "When are you going to get over this?" And the answer for that is, "A long time, years." So you don't want to say those words to your wife, ever. She is where she is, and that's just going to add more uh, pain to her sorrow. So when when she starts to heal, or what you can do to help her to heal, is when you respond to her with kindness and patience and compassion, and let her pour out her grief to you. Let her pour out her anger to you. And when you treat her that way, that's when she can, one little tiny piece at a time, she can begin to heal. And the way you treat her is also a big-time trust rebuilder. So trust is the cornerstone of every relationship. If you have no trust, you have no marriage, you have no relationship. And many women say that their husband's lying and hiding hurts them more than what they did the acts themselves, and that's another reason why it's so critical not to wait six before you have six months of abstinence before you tell your wife, because now you've got six months more of lying and hiding and faking it. You don't want to. You don't want to go there. So that that's a little bit about week one, and then on the second week, you'll be making an action plan for getting under control the stumbling blocks of temptation that are that are under your control. So what I'm saying is if you're acting out with your smartphone and you don't have an app on there or you don't have any kind of block, um, you have to do something with that smartphone to, re- to remove the, the risk of temptation in a fall and I'll tell you that I've never heard of a guy who could not get around a porn-blocking app when he wanted to. To me, the, the most effective feature of an app to put on your phone isn't the porn-blocking feature. It's the accountability feature where they send a report weekly to the people, the persons you choose, and it's a report that gives them every single website that you've looked at and every app you've opened on your phone. So if you have that report sent to your wife and to your support partner, um, that's going to make you think 
two, three, four times before you go in the wrong place on your phone. To me, that's a far more effective deterrent um, than just the porn blocking alone because I said, you know, any guy can get around that when he, when he really wants to, and that's part of the hunt. That's part of the challenge, and that's part of what gets him excited is, let's see if I can beat this. Let's see if I can get around this. Um, there are quite a few apps out there. Covenant Eyes is one well-known one. It, it'll cost you $16 a month, but again, they have those reports that they'll send out to uh, the accountability partners of your choice. They have a feature that I don't really like that much, and that's where it takes screenshots, screenshots of the websites you look at. They just came out with that about a year ago, and honestly, I don't like that because uh, if you're, you know, all of us are going to be looking, a lot of us are be using our website or our phone, I should say, to look at our bank account. So that means you could potentially get <laughs> a screenshot somewhere. There's going to be a screenshot somewhere of the pages in your bank account. So you want to be careful with that and be careful with what the app that you choose and be aware of that um, going in. And I mean, you can also call Covenant Eyes and ask them what their take on that is. But I know there's a lot of other apps out there, and I've also had the idea of coming up with their own app too. So, But Matthew 5 says, if something causes you to stumble, cut it off. Or it's... In so many words, it's better that you... I'm going to read it right now, actually. You have heard that it was said, um, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you that lose one of your members and your whole body be thrown into hell. So we have to take radical ap um, action against... Those things are under control. And so if you have some kind of streaming service or something at home and that's been a problem with, with you or you're watching inappropriate content, you're going to need to do something. If that's causing, it's taking you down, then do something. Maybe you have to turn it off. But, you know, talk to your wife about it and, and form an action plan with her. Some people get a little legalistic in this and there are some ministries that they tell you, you got to cut off all electronics going in. And what God's Word says is, if it causes you to stumble, cut it off. It doesn't say cut off everything. So if it's not an issue, don't worry about it. And But some people get led in the wrong way in this, and you got to start cutting everything off, and then what happens is, the men just give up because, you know, it's impossible and they got to make a living. So with your wife and with your support partner, what you'll be doing the second week is working out an action plan for you that works for you and your marriage and your business situation that rebuilds trust, keeps you away from temptation, and keeps you both moving forward. And I want to briefly tell you about the story of a guy named Jim. I met with Jim for several years for lunch. And just about every week, Jim kept coming to me and saying he looked at porn on his phone. And I and I kept asking, Jim, what are you going to do about this? Oh, I don't know. I'll pray about it. Jim, you need to do, you know, get a dumb phone, put an app on your phone, something. What are you going to do about this? Oh, I'll pray about it. I'll think about it. Well, after several years of meeting with Jim for lunch, I just said, and him saying stuck in that place and not being willing to take any action 
I just said, you know what, Jim, me, 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 me meeting with you is just enabling you. We, we, I can't keep doing this. You don't really want to change. You, you know, you just want to feel good by sharing with me after you screw up. So we need a safe place to share. We need a safe place to confess our sins. But if all we're doing is doing a sin dump and we're not taking the action steps necessary to, to break free from it, then we're, all we're doing is playing games. And that's, that's what I told Jim. I, I said, you, just, you don't want this. And unfortunately, there's a lot of guys that I have to tell them, you know, when I say, you got to meet with another man once a week for the rest of your life, or you got to take these action steps. I get the deer in the headlights look and, and then, and I'll tell them, you are, you don't really want this. You just want some magic silver bullet. And so during this course, we'll be walking you through all these steps to, f- to freedom and to healing. And, and in the next, next week's episode, I'll get into more of what these, the, these, um, these action steps look like in the course. So I'll see you next week. Do you want to be free? Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.